the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. Love Never Fails. Inviting you to join in the fight for love. There are millions of people who are trapped in modern-day slavery. Take a stand to do something against this injustice. Join the fight against human trafficking. If you truly set love, set the captives free. Each week, this program sheds light on the needs of vulnerable people in our community who are impacted by human trafficking, homelessness, addiction, and abuse, and celebrates the work of those who are meeting them right where they are and expressing to them that they are precious, valued, and loved. Our goal is to see this radio audience move to compassion demonstrated in acts of service, generosity, and gifts of time. Give up a chance. Give up your heart. Love never fails. Now here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, founder and executive director of Love Never Fails, Vanessa Russell. And welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. We are in for a quick look just a, a little bit of time together, take a look at this topic of women in the marketplace. I had the awesome opportunity to partner with uh, Venture Church, uh, Kyla, Dana, Connie, a, a whole bunch of different women that just were amazing, asked me to come and speak to open up their Women in the Marketplace quarterly uh, event where they're going to bring in uh, speakers, keynote speakers to discuss uh, how what, it, what it's like to do ministry, to do family to do the workplace, the marketplace, and how that all comes together. And so I was just so honored that they invited me to be their first speaker. And uh, you're going to hear, I, I, I start off um, just kind of talking about this from a biblical perspective and some of the challenges that we as women um, may feel uh, as we are in the marketplace and um, challenges that I liken to that of Moses. So we'll jump right in. I want to start off by uh, putting us into the book of Exodus 4-2, where God um, begins to speak to Moses as he's on a journey, and he's really not sure how to navigate a very difficult um, situation. You know, there's a lot of opposition uh, that he's faced with. There, is, um, there are lots of people who don't like him. There are lots of people who don't understand him. He feels like he's like a part of one community and, and yet part of another community. He Maybe he's a little displaced. Um, he, um, he, he's not aware of what his gifts are. He's not fully uh, aware of what he can do under the anointing of the Lord. And um, he begins to ask some questions of the Lord, like, how am I going to get this done? And how are we going to accomplish some of these goals that have been assigned to me? And this is, you know, a little bit about Moses, right? Somebody who has a stutter, 
somebody who's got some challenges, some things, you know, has a, a background, has some pain that he's experienced, uh, you know, uh, has been abandoned by his mother or, or, or he can choose to look at it that way or maybe placed in a place where he, he came to safety and, and, and he's been in a household where he's heard about his own people uh, being abused and being hurt and, and feeling conflicted about, you know, where, uh, where he should be placed and what his gifts are. And, and, and so he's got all these different thoughts and things that are going on with him. And, 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 and he begins to ask the Lord for guidance and direction to do the thing that God has told him to do. And what God says to him in Exodus 4, 2 is, what is in your hand? What is in your hand? And that is really the place from where I want us as women, women in the marketplace, to, to draw from. Because I think sometimes we uh, are looking for all these external things to help us accomplish the goal that we need to accomplish when, in fact, we have everything that we need and that we're purposed to do in our hand. And so as I was thinking more about this, what is in your hand, I, I, I started to break it down what God placed in my hand that got me to this place. It's called reverse engineering. <laughs> and um, I'll use some of these nerdy terms as we go because of the field that <laughs> I work in. So reverse engineering. How did I get here? How did I end up in this place? Was it, was it or organized and orchestrated or did I just kind of stumble upon it? And what I realized is um, that there were two elements that started me on my way. One of those elements was the passion. And we can, you can click. The passion that God put in my, in my heart from a very young child. I grew up in, uh, so I'm originally from uh, Pennsylvania. Um, my mom and I lived there uh, with our entire family is still back there. And she got married to my dad. Uh, they were very young, 19 and 21, when they were married. Uh, 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 our backgrounds, our families are, are, come from a long line of addiction, abuse, alcoholism. Uh, I mean, I, it, 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 it's almost criminal to tell you what's been going on in my family. I mean, really, I mean, we've, we've got um, all kinds of exploitation, sexual abuse, physical abuse, drug addiction, um, you name it, we got it. And, um, and so my mom and I fled at the, when I was two years old from, uh, from Pennsylvania, my mom fleeing for her life, coming out of a domestic violence situation with, with my dad. And we came, um, there was a time where my mom had to go and pioneer where we ended up in San Francisco and find a place for us. And she, um, she had to make the very difficult decision to place me in foster care. And so there I was for a few months uh, in foster care while she was pioneering San Francisco and looking for a place for us and seeking safety. She th then came back and got me, and we moved to San Francisco, and we lived on very little, little impoverished, uh, living on, on welfare, uh, walking everywhere we went, pushing a cart for groceries and for laundry. Um, and, and, and mom, you know, was, was home most of the time. So for me, life was good because I had my mom. Uh, but as time progressed, mom went to work. And that meant that I was spending a lot of time alone, latchkey, letting myself in to my house at the age of five, walking home from school, from after school care. Um, and so that was, at that time, life became very scary. But through this all, through these challenges, um, I, I had these passions 
that were became very clear, that were coming through very clear, uh, that were sustaining me, that were giving me something to draw from because we didn't have the Lord. Or, well, we had the Lord, but we didn't worship him. We didn't know him um, at that time. And what I, drew, uh, what I drew strength from was these three things. I drew strength from music. I drew strength from dancing. And I drew strength from learning. And so I love to learn. I remember the first time I, I learned to read in the words, I can. And I jumped around. I just read. What was, I, I can't even remember the, the book, but it was this book with the huge letters. I can. I can. Oh, my God. I just read. Oh, my God. This is so awesome. Um, or being, I was in the San Francisco Children's Choir. Uh, and uh, did that for years. And, you know, that was like, that was life. I need you to understand, that was life. Being able to sing in a choir with other kids. I actually got to sing in Super Bowl 19, um, the national anthem. Um, and the Dolphins, Niners played. And uh, I was out there on the field with a bunch of children from the San Francisco Children's Choir. And I just thought, man, this is it. This is life. We got pizza. They played the game, but who cared about that? But, um, you know, I want the pizza and the soda and the singing. <laughs> so <laughs> um, now I love the Niners, but no, don't, don't get mad. No. <laughs> but uh, in any case, so I, 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 I went through this, this time where I just hung on to all my music. And then, and, then, and, then, and, then, and then dance was birthed in me, and I just... Every dance move that was on TV that people were doing, I wanted to learn. And I was at home making up, choreographing. You know, my passion, this is young. My passion was being birthed. And later, we would find out how that, how that sustained me and, and what, how God was going to use that. And then the learning I talked about. And then at the same time, if you can click, the, pa- the pain was, was there. You know, the pain of, you know, when, when I was in foster care, my, my mom uh, would call and my foster mother said that I would refuse to speak with her. All right. Well, we're going to go to break. Before we do, I just want to encourage you. Give us a call at 844-249-2698. If you'd like to get involved, perhaps you'd like to do a Freedom Saturday or you'd like to um, maybe do an event, an awareness event at your church and partner with Love Never Fails. Uh, We welcome that. And uh, we're very interested in expanding this topic. I think, you know, people knew me as someone who was fighting against human trafficking. And I just was so honored that Venture would invite me in to talk talk about this from the lens of a woman who's also in the marketplace would love to expand the conversation further so do give us a call you can also learn more about love never fails at loveneverfailsus.com we'll be right back for more information on this program visit loveneverfailsus.com that's loveneverfailsus.com we'll be right back with more right after these messages Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash, consolidation, and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. 
Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Love Never Fails as a corporate sponsor. Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Love Never Fails Radio. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. I uh, hope you're enjoying uh, what we're talking about here, women in the marketplace. I think it's such a relevant topic as we uh, look at bringing women out of a, a place of exploitation into a into a marketplace role and the different dynamics that come up there. Uh, and, and then those of us who want to get involved with a ministry like Love Never Fails or maybe create one of our own. Um, you know, it's under, it's, 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 it's an interesting, um, challenge and yet nothing is too great for our God. And so we'll just continue listening as we discuss uh, women in the marketplace. The pain of, you know, when, when I was in foster care, my, my mom uh, would call and my foster mother said that I would refuse to speak with her because I was upset. I was angry at the age of two. I would refuse to get on the you, can you tell what kind of personality I have? <laughs> At the age of two, refusing to get on the phone because where are you? You left me. I didn't understand that she was under a lot of, uh, you know, she was in a lot of pain and she needed to flee for her life and find safety. All I knew is that my mom was gone. And then, then when she went to work and I had to walk all in, in all these places and there were people that were hanging out by liquor stores and, and, and watching me and preying upon me and people in, 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 in swimming pools that were groping me and, and, and I was faced with all these challenges that many of our young ladies are faced with that don't have people protecting them and looking after them. I was angry. So the, you know, anger and abandonment started to be birthed in my pain. Um, and then at the age of 12, I experienced rape. My boyfriend uh, who was the son of a deacon, um, had basically, hit, in his mind, he thought that that was the way it was supposed to work, where he let me know that we were going to do what we were going to do and, um, and did it, even though I kept saying no. And so I began to internalize those messages about how it feels to be uh, 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 objectified, how it feels to be violated, Right? And that was that was at twelve, and then and then I also had another thing going on that were kind of. I just tried to summarize some of the pain points. There were lots of other things that were coming up, but also another aspect is I was, I'm interracial. My mother is white, my father's black, and Native American, and I was always being asked, "Well, what are you? Which one are you? Are you more white? You're more black?" Being forced to make a choice, being raised by a white woman with blonde hair. And being told that I'm black, it just didn't make sense to me to have to force myself to say I'm only black when I had this white mom with blonde hair that I loved dearly. I had to kind of push her aside and discount her in order to fit in. And then I didn't feel appreciated or accepted in many of the communities that I was in where it was predominantly white people there. So I didn't feel like I was understood or appreciated or accepted. 
And so I had these, these challenges in being interracial. And so that was another piece about my pain, okay? So you got your passion and your pain. So those are coming, those are developing, and those are creating this person that is called Vanessa, this person that's Vanessa. Okay, so moving on, I took all those, those elements and I decided that I was going to be a very successful person and so I got involved in every activity that you could imagine as it relates to my passion, I was I was the you know senior secretary at high school. I was on the dance team. I had I made music albums. I you know I, I did all kinds of stuff in that area, and um, and, and 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 I ha I developed a very th um, thick veneer where I wasn't going to put up with anything. I wasn't going to let anybody push me around. I wasn't going to let anybody take advantage of me. I wasn't going to let anybody, uh, you know, abuse me like I had been abused. So there were these things that were cultivating. You can go to the next slide. And that kind of thickened me up to be able to go into IT. <laughs> Hello, somebody. <laughs> so how many of you know that the workforce is difficult for us? Right? It's very challenging, especially working in certain industries where you are the minority in every, in every way. Um, whether it's because you're a woman or because you come from an impoverished background, in my case, or because you are African-American, interracial, in my case. Whatever your other is, it can be a challenge. And, um, and, and so I, I had some issues um, that I dealt with internally when I thought about working in these IT, you know, in, in the IT industry, I had these issues that would bubble up, but I really didn't allow them to interrupt where I was headed. I was dead set on moving forward and, and uh, uh, providing for my family and becoming successful and nothing was going to get in my way. So I called it like, I'm putting on my game face. I'm, I'm, I'm putting on the game face and I'm moving forward. So um, I want you to know, so I gather some statistics for you so we could just understand, what does this look like, women in the workplace? Who's in, who, who, who are we talking about? Um, this may or may not apply to you, but I'm going to kind of mash, just so you kind of get a lay of the land, I'm going to mash up who it is and then what the experience looks like and what we need in order to endure it. And so who it is, who it is. So 47% of the US workforce are women. So almost half. Um, and women own close to 10 million businesses, which account for 1.4 trillion uh, in receipts. By the way, we, uh, we influence 80% of the budgets that are spent in our households, 80%. So don't mess with us, <laughs> 80%. Wow, I didn't know that. And then 40% and then plus of women in the labor workforce had college degrees in 2016. That's up from 11%. So we're getting, we're getting educated as women. Okay. Two, two, in 2016, more than one in three lawyers were women compared to fewer than one in, 2000, in, in 1974. One in 10, rather. Uh, unemployment rate has gone down. It was a peak of 9% in November. It's now down to 4.8 for women. 
So we're working, we're half of the workforce, we're, we're in controlling a lot of the spend, we're actually creating businesses that, that are transacting trillions of dollars, we are getting educated, and, 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 and yet we're still very much underrepresented in STEM op- occupations. Not as, as represented, computer work has declined actually. So our participation in the IT field has declined since 1990. Okay, going to the next slide. Thinking about us as mothers, 70% of mothers with children under 18 participate in the labor force with over 75% employed full time. Okay, so we are working mothers for the most part. And we are the primary, mothers are the primary or sole earners for 40% of the households with children under 18. It's incredible, right? So that's come up from 11% since the 60s. All right, well, if you are uh, enjoying, I was getting ready to say, if you're digging this, boy, I'm telling you, something about talking about the 70s just pushed me back. If you're digging this, (laughs) um, go ahead and give us a call. Um, the number is 844-249-2698. Uh, like our Facebook page, Love Never Fails, um, or give us a tweet at Love Never Fails 5. And we also are on uh, Instagram there, Love Never Fails Community Store. And uh, you'll see many of our goods that are at our store. Speaking of marketplaces, we'd love for you to patronize and or contribute to the store uh, and or our career closet. And we're going to come right back. Uh, thank you for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash consolidation and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Love Never Fails as a corporate sponsor. Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Love Never Fails Radio. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. I hope you're enjoying this time, just kind of being really um, transparent about what it's like to be a woman in the marketplace and uh, run Love Never Fails and do ministry and um, and have a, a family and what that what those challenges look like, but also what the rewards are and the way in which God orchestrates all of that using your 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 passions and your pain and using those um, pieces to cultivate, to develop you and everything is nothing. No, no tears are wasted with the Lord. And, and in the end, uh, I have found for myself that they have helped me to un- better understand what my purpose is. 
to uh, provide a bread breadcrumb trail, so to speak, and write it to my purpose. And so uh, one thing I'll lead in and, and share with you that uh, in this next segment, segment is we talk about gender economics. And um, as we as we think about a cross section with human trafficking, uh, a large portion, uh, I want to say 90 percent, 93 percent of those that are exploited are women. And uh, 60 percent of that population of women are African-American women, girls, actually. And so um, I find it interesting that um, uh, African-American women are paid 60 cents for every dollar that a median male is paid in the marketplace. And when you think about that, that means that a mother um, who has made maybe some choices to um, uh, you know, be with her family, be present with her family, probably needs to be present with the family because of the historical trauma that they have experienced. And so they need, they have more need for a parent to be present, um, is being paid less because of those choices. So it's an interesting conversation and one that, um, uh, that I think we need to pay more attention to because there are some challenges in certain groups of folks. And yet those very folks are the ones that need the economics so much. So we'll come right into this segment and thank you for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. Thinking about how much we're paid, um, just in the U.S., 79 cents for every dollar that is paid to the median man. And comparing, um, looking at it from a race standpoint, 60 cents for every dollar uh, for an African American woman or Hispanic woman, 55 cents for every dollar. And what I started to read about these, you know, the disparity in in gender economics is that we start off oftentimes at the same place, but we do we do not end at the same place because we pass up opportunities for promotions or we're passed up for promotions because we've maybe made a decision to, uh, you know, be, be more involved in maybe a ministry or take care of our children. And so that's perceived as not being sort of in the game. And so then you're not promoted accordingly. And so, you know, and so, yeah, you know, there's a, there's a belief system built in there. Um, and there's a societal belief system built in there that says, if you make those decisions to not, um, you know, let's say you work from home more often. Like, I work from home quite a bit. Why? Because I have small children. And I need to be accessible to them. But the people that go in the office have more time to do the dinner after work, do the lunch during work, or have the little discussion at the water cooler that may further their their career. Whereas if I'm not deliberately pursuing those kind of opportunities, they're not going to just pop up on me using WebEx. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) It's not like, hey, I saw your WebEx was up and uh, wanted to let you know that there's a promotion coming down the pike. Nobody's doing that. You've got to be present. Or you've got to be strategic in the way that you insert yourself in different places so that you're made, so you're aware of what's going on. I just had a conversation this week with my boss, and he said, "Oh yeah, that person. There's a there's a woman that I work with um, who is uh, just really getting out and talking to a bunch of people, and um, she doesn't have children." And, you know, so she's able to get on a plane and fly places and be with people and be much more present. He calls it, she's able to fan out really well. She fans out really well. And, you know, I started to think about that and and I, I have the desire to fan out. But I'm just fanning out in a different way, you know. 
I'm, I'm, I've got a little fan going to Love Never Fails and a fan with my husband and my fan with my kids and a fan with my church and a fan with, with Cisco and, and there's only so much of me to, to fan around, you know what I mean? <laughs> so <laughs> I need another fan. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. So, um, so, so, so these, are ch- these are choices that we're making in the marketplace and it's okay. It's okay to make those choices, but let's be deliberate about them and let's be clear about them and let's, and let's own them. Let's not be victims in the choices that we're making. And, and I believe that in, um, in, in saying that, um, the peace that God will give you about what he has you to do, looking at your passion and your pain, is where you're going to feel whole as you make the decisions that you're making. Not going to feel like I was forced into this, or I was I was made to give up a dream, or made to give up something that I needed to do because I had children. You're going to feel powered, empowered to be who you are, where you are, at the right time and with the right folks. And the next slide is an interesting uh, piece, just about Cisco because that's where I work. I pulled up the diversity uh, report that from 2017. How many of you work for a high tech company? Or a corporation, anybody? Okay, um, they should have a diversity report, so you can go and check out your diversity reports. And why do I look at this? I look at it because I want to know: Am I crazy? <laughs> it, do why? Sometimes I feel so alone. Am I the only one? And I want to know. I want the data to show me that I'm not crazy. That I actually am alone in a lot of those meetings. <laughs> As it, as it relates to my gender, okay? And this is one thing that I really feel like God is really restoring me and helping me with. I've been in a room full of women that I felt weren't for me and I could not relate to me. So let's not get it twisted and think that just because we're women, we're all hunky-dory and happy and connecting together and, oh, I'm going to help you and you're going to help me and we're just going to be in this together. It doesn't always work like that. As a matter of fact, I've had more support oftentimes in my career from the men that I work with. So I want to be clear about that. It's not us versus them. It's really being around people that are like-minded, people that care about humans, that care about the furthering of other people to reach their purpose. And we should be pursuing that in every place that we're at, in every every industry, in every part of our fan, so to speak. And so here... You know, though, I, just to kind of validate the point, roughly we're seeing that women um, are part of, you know, 25 to 35% of the board, the executive leadership team, the general leadership team, and the employees, all employees. So about a quarter of our workforce is our women. And then if you look at the, the racial um, landscape, you see that there are no women, uh, no African-American women on the board. Uh, no Hispanic, no Native American. There are 17% Asian and 83% whiter or Caucasian individuals on the board. Okay? Executive leadership, no African American, no Native American, no Asian, uh, 7.7 Hispanic. Okay, this is a a trend. It's a pattern. Uh, 2.3 of African American women in general leadership, 3.5 in all employees, and it's sort of you know, it, 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 the trend is pretty consistent. And the reason why we need to hear that is 
that creates a, a, a certain um, community. It creates a certain community because um, uh, you know you you wonder is it because there's no there's no talent out there in those different diverse spaces, or maybe just because those aren't the people we know. You know, if I'm on the board and I'm on the executive team, and you ask me to locate somebody who is, uh, you know, maybe from a different background than I am that has nothing to do with my circles of influence, it'll be hard for me to find that person. So I have to be willing to go and find another person that isn't like me, bring them into my community, and um, and 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 appreciate all that is different about them, and celebrate all that is different about them. And so this, this piece about, you know, ethnicity or about your beliefs or about your gender, that, uh, you know, or about your identity, all of those things uh, come into play here in the workplace. And they can make sometimes, whether the workplace is open to those, uh, those diverse places or not, can actually make you feel like you're alone. And it can actually make you feel like you're... Um, you're not uh, connected, uh, connecting properly, or you're not relating properly, or you don't know the right people, or you have you're not you're not uh, you know upward bound. You're not upward bound worthy. And so I'm just I'm just sharing these things to validate some of the things you may be feeling or thinking. Is this resonating with you? All right. Well, we're going to go to a break now, um, and we'd love to hear from you. Give us a call at 844-249-2698. Shoot me an email, Vanessa at loveneverfailsus.com. You can also find out more about events that are going on in our community. We're going to have a little segment here towards the end of our show that talks about that. But you can always find more about our events at loveneverfailsus.com forward slash what's going on. And so we encourage you, go ahead and uh, uh, get involved. Get involved and start walking forward in what God has purposed over your life. We'll be right back. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash consolidation and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Love Never Fails as a corporate sponsor. Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Love Never Fails Radio. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. So, hey, do you like shoes and purses? Well, then you'll just love this next segment. We'll go right in. And so I'm just, I'm just sharing these things to validate some of the things you may be feeling or thinking. Is this resonating with you? Okay. Going to the next slide. Oh, but God, 
So this is the game changer. You guys ready? This is a game changer. So before I gave my life to the Lord um, in my 20s, and I was, I, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm a gifted business person. So without the Lord, I have a gift. And the Bible tells you the gift is without repentance. So I would have I done well in business no matter what because it's in me. It's part of, of, of who I am. But let me tell you about the Jesus factor that really accelerated my career, that helped me to endure all of the circumstances that I just talked about and ordered my footsteps. And I, so I want to I let you know that you're not crazy. You are feeling these weird things when you're out in the marketplace, whether and no matter what, you know, no matter what challenge applies to you. It's true. It's really happening. But God is really there with you, helping you to tra- traverse all the challenging potholes and all the, all the um, challenging circumstances and helping to give you wisdom that you would not be able to, to capture without him. And one of the things that happened to me uh, when I was early in my, um, in my uh, salvation, I had given my life to the Lord. I was already moving, you know, uh, I was receiving all of these promotions. I was working in high tech. And uh, things were moving pretty quickly. But I realized that I, I was so empty. I had no, you know, it, it, I was, I call it the shoe in the purse ministry. You know, like working for the next pair of shoes. Anybody? <laughs> working for the purse? Anybody doing that? <laughs> yeah, that's, that, nothing wrong with it. We need to keep that ministry going. But <laughs> we need to know why you know we need to know what what our purpose is first then we can layer on the purse and the shoes with that you know what i mean but before the lord it was like it was these 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 things these material things that we were getting after that i was getting after or or, or the validation from people oh you got a senior thing on the on your title or oh you're a director oh you're this you're that now you're validated oh you live in that neighborhood oh you're validated Oh, you have that husband um, that, you know, is successful and you're successful. Oh, now you're validated. And, and, and what I came to realize is that there's no validation that is above the validation of Christ. Amen. He's the only one that matters. You get your promotion and you get your worth from him. And the one that can give it, nobody else can take it away. No one can, it doesn't matter what the performance review says. No one can take it away. No one can demote who God has promoted. And so I began to uh, uh, come in touch with, as I gave my, my life to the Lord, you know, receiving the love of Christ, having courage, feeling joy that wasn't tied to all the material things, feeling blessed feeling grateful, feeling direction, feeling guide, feeling guided in my, you know, he was ordering my footsteps. He was a light to my path. He, he, he was, he was, every, he, he showed me that I was, I was loved. I was precious in his sight. I was the apple of his eye. All the things that I needed to speak over myself every day before I came into work. You know, Vanessa, you're the apple of God's eye. You're wonderfully and fearfully and wonderfully made. You're precious in his sight. You're worth more than rubies and pearls. 
you, 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 God has given you uh, life and life more abundantly. He's, he's for you and he's not against you. If God is for us, who can be against us? I started speaking the word over myself and it just really caused me to, you know, my, you know, one thing I always talk about is I just started feeling myself. You know what I mean? I just, woo, God, I'm good. I'm feeling me. And, and, and so after I started that, um, what I realized, and, and, and I want to I want to let you know that you know it, it, the light didn't just go on. It, it's every day. This week, I know that I knew that this was going to be good because boy, I have really endured some stuff this week on the job. I've had all kinds of craziness happen, and I've I've gone through feelings of invalidation, feelings that I I'm not seen, I'm not worth, I'm not heard, uh, feelings of um, you know. Uh, some some co- competition in the workplace, all these different things, and I'm like, God, why am I going through? Oh, yeah, women in the workplace. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks. And, but but so so I'm just saying that I haven't arrived, right? I'm still I'm still working it out, even now, and I'm, I'm sure I'll be working it until I go home to be with the Lord. But what I will tell you is that in this challenge, uh, in this pressing. Something God birthed something out of me. And so the next slide will tell you what that is. So through the pressing, so one of the things the Lord said to me uh, as I came to him and I gave my life to him, he said, uh, you're going to teach kids dance. You know, you love dance, so you're going to teach the at-risk youth that is in your community to praise dance. So every uh, Friday night for 14 years, I taught young ladies and young men dance. Hip-hop, salsa, um, uh, flags, you know, lyrical, interpretive dance. I learned sign language so that I can incorporate that in the dance. You know, just every, I, I love using every fiber of my body to worship God. And I started to teach the young ladies. And then in, um, and then when, uh, uh, in 2010, one of my 15-year-olds uh, was raped. She was my dance student. She was raped. And she was sold throughout California for a year. And I was like, okay, wait, wait, wait. Hold on a minute here. I thought you wanted me to dance, teach the kids dance, right? So I'm like, this this is what you gave me to do, teach the kids dance. But through that, he birthed this brokenness that our children were being sold in our streets here in the Bay Area, throughout California, throughout the world. And I didn't, you know, I grew up in poverty, remember? I, I grew up, you know, I was raped. I, I had these experiences, but I didn't know how prevalent it was for young people to be sold in our country. It just, I just didn't know. So here, the average age of a person that is being sold in the U.S. is 12 to 14. And here we have, you know, 100 to 300,000 human slaves in our nation, estimated, and that's a low estimate. 100 to 300,000, that's a football stadium worth of slaves that are being sold between nine and 21 times a day. And just, you know, let that soak in, a 12-year-old being sold between nine and 21 times a day. Whoa, yeah, that's... um that's real talk right there. And I guess I'm out, I'm speaking to the women that and men who are listening right now and saying, you know what, if we're in the marketplace 
And we know that this is going on um, with our children and we have the ability to do something about it. Um, we should. And I'm, I'm glad that God has given me the strength and the vision to do that. And I just, I invite you, join me in this fight against human trafficking. We are a listener supported ministry um, in terms of our radio presence. And so that's one way that you can get involved. You can give to this ministry. Um, You can also donate of your time. You can volunteer. Um, We need help with marketing. We need help with uh, fundraising. We need help with um, um, promotions, event management, all kinds of things. So if you have a gift that you're willing to bring to bear, to stop this horrific crime from happening, uh, we would greatly welcome it. And, um, of course, you can always um, learn more about how you can get involved by going to our website, which is loveneverfailsus.com. Thank you. We'll be right back. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash consolidation and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Love Never Fails as a corporate sponsor. Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Love Never Fails Radio. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. So we're going to dive right in. Actually, I I did share with the audience there um, ways that they can get involved. Um, I want to encourage you, do join us in the call to prayer uh, on the first Sunday of every month. Whatever city you're in, please just email prayer at loveneverfailsus.com and let us know that we're praying in solidarity with you. So we'll, we'll jump right in. You know, I'm a, I work in this high-stress high environment, and I've got these two kids, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not married. I'm single, and I don't, I don't think I'm, I can't do this. And the Lord said, just love them. Just that's all I need you to do is just love. And that's where the name Love Never Fails was birthed. And from there, almost immediately, we've been, we started off as a volunteer organization. Uh, we had 75 volunteers join us in the very beginning. It has grown to over 150 now. Um, as you can see here, we've opened up houses. We've opened up uh, two houses. We provided housing for 87 women and 15 children. And I... I'm just amazed by that to be able to work full time at Cisco and know that I was able to lend uh, whatever I had to open up houses so that women could come out of human trafficking. And even just one woman would be enough. But to know that God has equipped me to do it for that many women and then even has given me the vision to do even more is just mind boggling. And then he said, no, you, you know what? The ladies need to work 
they need to work. And so um, you're going to open a community store so that they can d get some fundamental job skills. And so we did that. And then, you know, they need mentors, so we're going to start a, a, a mentoring curriculum. And so we did that. So we, we actually have over 80 mentors that we've trained. And then, and then he said, oh, no, and then you're going to do prevention education in the schools with, the, with the elementary, middle, and high schools. And I said, okay. And so he literally just dropped like a curriculum on me, like just like I've never written a curriculum. I, I, I'm not a teacher. It just, it just, it just dropped on me. And, 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 and so I, I, I wrote it out, and we educated 5,000 students in the Bay Area. And then what happened was the Office of the Attorney General and the, uh, and the um, California Department of Education urged us to partner with two other agencies, Frederick Douglass Family Initiative in, this, in Southern California and, 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 and Three Strands Global in Northern California, and come together and form this collaborative called PROTECT. And now we're rolling out prevention education for every fifth, seventh, ninth, and 11th grade student in California. We're rolled out in 17 counties. Little old me got to be part of that to educate children on how they could protect themselves from human trafficking and abuse. And, 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 then, and then he said, well, you're going to go out and you're going to do events like this. And so we, we formed the community activism arm of what we're doing. And then he said, you're going to have a radio show. So we have Love Never Fails Radio that's been on air on KFAX for the last three years and airs every Saturday at 3 o'clock and every Sunday at 6 o'clock. And, and then he said, you're, you're going to look for missing children just like you looked for your student who we found. And now she's, she's, she's actually really thriving. She's about to get a real estate agent a license, graduated from high school you know, went and got some restoration. Yeah. So he said, you're going to do that not just for her, but you're going to do it for more. So we've been able to find 80 girls and, and, and women using off-duty officers and private investigators that wanted just volunteering their time. And, and then he said, you're going to go out in the streets and you're going to go minister to women and, and men that are out there that are being exploited once a month just for three hours. And you know, in one year when we did this, just for three hours, just for three hours, we came down to San Jose, we went, we went to San Francisco, we went to Sacramento, we went to Manteca, we went to uh, Hayward, we went to these different places. He said, you're going to go and you're going to minister to these people just for three hours. You're going to bring them food, you're going to bring them, um, you're going to bring them these bracelets to say you are loved, you're going to bring them prayer. Three hours. We encountered 306 exploited people in 36 hours of ministry think about that. One of the things that's very alarming to me is that there's only about, there's only about, uh, let's say about 2,000 beds nationwide that are allocated to people who are uh, trafficked, only 2,000 beds. And we encounter 306 people in one year. So that kind of gives you an idea for the shortage of housing and the importance of housing in this space. And then most importantly, we implemented something called a night of prayer. It's a prayer initiative. And every first Sunday of the month, and I would really ask you if you would form a group here in San Jose that would just be in agreement for San Jose, and, well, you're in Los Gatos, but in, in this area, be in agreement in this area about this, this area, this territory, not being a place where trafficking is occurring, where people can live in safety, where people can be loved. But why do I like to do these things? Why do I love children? Why do I like caring for children? Why do I like catering to the elderly in my community or my grandparents? It's part of your purpose. Don't fight against it. Don't reject it. Don't throw it. Don't cast it down. It's in your hand. Amen? Amen. All right. Well... 
Thank you so much for listening in to Love Never Fails Radio today. Again, we welcome you to give me an email, Vanessa at loveneverfailsus.com or 844-249-2698. Like our Facebook page, Love Never Fails, um, and, uh, or uh, give us a tweet at Love Never Fails 5. We've got lots of events going on in the community, and you can find out more about that under our events page at loveneverfailsus.com. We do want to invite you out for uh, several things. We've got a paint night coming up on March 3rd from 5 to 8 p.m. at Oakland City Church. If that's of interest to you, jump on our page and register. Uh, We also have our ongoing street outreach, third Saturday of every month. Email streets at loveneverfailsus.com. And again, if you want to join us in prayer, email prayer at loveneverfailsus.com. We want to make sure that we end our show uh, making sure if you haven't heard it before or recently, and we know you need to hear it. We want to make sure that you know that you are loved. Thanks for joining us this week on Love Never Fails Radio. We trust that you've been inspired by these stories of hope and love and that you'll accept our challenge to get involved by contacting us at loveneverfailsus.com, by liking and sharing our Facebook page, Facebook slash Love Never Fails Radio, or by making a contribution directly to Love Never Fails. This program is the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails, which is a donor-supported nonprofit ministry that Vanessa founded as a way of directly impacting the lives of young people who are trapped in or at risk of becoming involved in human trafficking. This broadcast needs your involvement and support. To find out more, simply go to loveneverfailsus.com and click on the radio show link. Today's program was brought to you in part by Case Industries, as well as supporters from Faith Fellowship, New Hope Christian Fellowship, and the International Church of the Foursquare Gospel. On behalf of Vanessa and the whole team at Love Never Fails, thank you for listening, and thank you even more for committing to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Give up a chance, give up your heart. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.